So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, a fantastic week, a fantastic year, a fantastic life. <laughs> I hope you're doing really well. Um, I don't have too much to say here off the top, but man, it's been really cool. Um, just continuing to get a lot of comments, a lot of feedback on the podcast, and I really appreciate it. It really means a lot to me. And I'm amazed at how many of you guys listen to this daily. I, I probably shouldn't be because it is a daily podcast, but um, I guess it just surprises me that we're able to offer content on a regular basis that is contributing to your life enough that you guys would listen to this uh, daily. It really, it's really, really cool. And if you have gotten something out of the podcast, I do ask that you'd leave a rating, a review. That is just a, a great way to let people know that this podcast could help them. And, uh, you know, there's tons of people out there who are struggling with porn addiction, tons of people who are just struggling with the cares of life. Uh, life is hard and we all need encouragement. We all need insight. We all need uh, wisdom and guidance because it, it offers us the support we need. It offers us the confidence that we can get through something. And so if uh, this episode or this podcast rather has helped you do that, then it would mean the world to me if you'd be willing to leave a rating or review. And, you know, it's crazy. We've been around for just over a year now. And we are, I think we're at about 11,000 downloads a month, which is an amazing clip. And that number will continue to grow up. We, we haven't even advertised the podcast. I can, like, occasionally I'll mention it on my Instagram. And I mention it on, you know, some of the other podcasts I interview on, which I'm not even really doing a lot of these days. But it's just cool. It's just been cool to see you guys uh, support and to see you guys benefit from the content. And I just thank you so much for that. And if there's any recommendations you have, you know, some topics that you'd like us to cover, you can always email podcast at sathiasam.com and we'll get back to you and we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Today we're talking about how to have friendships with people who don't understand porn addiction. This is a really important conversation because most people who have experienced porn addiction or a struggle with any kind of sexual misbehavior have probably felt alone at some point in the journey. And it's very rare that people are able to really fully recover just on their own. And I would say even just with one other person. I'm not hearing a lot of stories of like, yeah, I opened up to this guy. We met every week and I got free. Those stories definitely happen. I'm not saying that's not a thing. Most of the recovery stories we're hearing about are people plugging into communities, getting involved, going to seminars, putting themselves out there, building you know meaningful relationships with other people in recovery groups. And then, you know, eventually reaching that place of freedom. And it sort of begs the question, like, if I don't really have friends, I mean, even if you did have the one friend that you're talking to, you still have other friends that you're not talking to about this, that you can't talk to. And the question becomes, how do you just manage everything? You know, how do you manage all of it and somehow pursue this journey to freedom? It's been really interesting, uh, like growing as a business owner and, you know, developing this practice a little bit. A lot of a lot of the business owners out there will talk about how you know you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and all that kind of stuff. And 
I'm, it's totally valid. Like the people you spend time with matters tremendously. But I, I would say for me in wanting to grow as an entrepreneur and understand how to scale a business, I have surrounded myself with people who are entrepreneurs and understand how to scale a business. That's just what you do. But I'm not cutting out the other people in my life who maybe don't understand how to be entrepreneurs and they don't understand how to scale businesses, but they're still adding value to my life. They still have healthy marriages. Um, they have you know healthy families. Maybe they're still vocationally successful or uh, spiritually they're very strong. There's, there's lots of different ways that people can bring value to our lives and that we can bring value to theirs. And so um, I use that example as a contrast because if you think about, you know, if you are somebody who I guess is fully in recovery and you're like, okay, I want to be around people who I can talk to about this or I want to be around people who have recovered and who are comfortable talking about their own recovery, um, totally get it. And you should do that. You know, you should join a community. You should join a program. You should get plugged in and get involved somewhere where you can actually further that recovery journey with like-minded people. Do that and and do it unashamedly, unabashed, go for it. But don't cut out the other people in your life, the other people who are bringing value in other ways. Because remember, um, recovery, you know, there's arguments about this. Some people would say recovery is lifelong. You know, I interviewed on a podcast of a very renowned uh, researcher and you know clinical psychologist in the the area of sex addiction, and in my bio I had I had written you know Sathya is a recovered addict who has you know brought, written a book and has a podcast and that was sort of the bio I had sent him and he started reading it while recording and he was like oh I'm so sorry I can't I just can't read that that's not true um, he's like I can say you're a recovering addict I can't say you're a recovered addict so again there's different I I'm personally not of that opinion I think whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And you can be confident in that. So I obviously abide by a little bit of a different, um, I don't know, a different set of guidelines, I guess. But whether you're, you know, recovering or whatever it might be, you, you want to pursue it with that intensity, but you don't want it to be at the expense of your other friendships, your other, the other people in your life. And sorry, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. Now I remember what I was going to say. Whether you are in the middle of recovery or um, further along the way, or maybe you haven't even started yet. At least from my perspective, recovery is not forever. It, it, it may not be a very short-term thing. I can't promise you're just going to get free in three months. You know, it's probably going to take a little bit of time. But um, if you put the effort in and you really put forth the work, I can guarantee you, and maybe it's a couple of years, you will eventually reach that place of freedom. It's only a season. So you have to remember that because if you burn all the bridges so that you can only be around people who recover, well, what happens when you're recovered? Then all you have are the people who are either still recovering, they're further behind, or maybe, you know, maybe they're recovered as well and that's awesome, but it wasn't necessary for you to lose all those other friendships over it. So, you know, we have some people asking this in our group because obviously it's it's frustrating. You know, it is frustrating when you're struggling and you have these friends who... who want to have a relationship with you, but you just don't feel like you can talk to them. They, for whatever reason, they haven't presented themselves as somebody safe enough. The frustration is legitimate. I totally get it. But you you really have to work through that frustration. You want to release them. They don't really owe you that. And this is just, it's a sensitive issue. It, it shouldn't be, 
we can all talk about what should and should not be, but we have to as well acknowledge reality. This is a taboo subject that a lot of people are uncomfortable discussing, even though at most people's core, they want to. And so the reason people don't, part of it is conditioning, part of it is because they don't know there's any other options, and part of it is because it is a, it's very uncomfortable to bridge that gap. So that is, that is the, the challenge, that is the difficulty. And I think that's why sometimes people get really gung-ho about business or recovery or whatever it might be, and they sort of burn all the other bridges um, and, and in the process shoot themselves in the foot. You know, for me, like I've, I've had that thought as well, like, do I really need to keep hanging around these guys? You know, they're not entrepreneurs, blah, 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 blah. Just like in my little moments of um, un, I don't know, unyielded zeal. And, um, and I've quickly had to remind myself, like, I'm not going to be super gung-ho about entrepreneurship the rest of my life. I, I mean, I, I pro- probably will be an entrepreneur the rest of my life. I love doing what I'm doing, and I just can't imagine doing anything else, but that could change too. But, you know, there's going to be seasons where you're super interested in something, so dig in and go spend time with people that are that are digging in with you. Just You don't have to burn your other, other bridges in the process. So that's my main recommendation. The other thing I, I would like to encourage you to do is like, you know, um, think about the people in your life. There's probably three categories of people, right, in your life, of friends, friends specifically. You're going to have friends that you can share openly with about everything or most things, okay? Let's say like 90% of things. And this is probably a very small percentage of your friend circle. It should be. It shouldn't be a large percent. It should be a small percent because if it's a large percent, it either means you're the guy who just shares way too much with way too many people or it means that your friend circle is really, really small. So either way, it should be a small percentage of people that you can share with. Now, really, really small, it means like probably less than three. Like you don't actually need tons of friends. I think it's great to have friends. I'm I'm a very warm, outgoing, extroverted kind of person. So I have lots of friends. You don't need a ton. Um, and I just pulled three out of thin air. So don't hold that number too closely. But I, you know, you don't need a lot. But that percentage of people you can share openly with should be small. It should be a small percentage. On the other extreme end, you have people that you can't really share anything with. And those friends function in a particular arena of your life. They might be coworkers. So you talk mostly about work and sports and that kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I hear people being like, um, oh, you know, my colleagues, I can't, I really can't open up to them. It's like, well, they're your colleagues. Like you guys are there to work. So that's kind of where it starts. And then if you go on to the next, that's like, if you, if you guys hang out outside of work, that's awesome. But that doesn't, that's not supposed to happen necessarily. That that doesn't have to be built into your work experience. So, or or you might have friends who, uh, like you might have friends from high school, right? And so, you know, when you get together, you're catching up, you know, your lives don't really intersect a ton, but it's fun to catch up and do that kind of stuff. So, um, so there's, there's those kinds of more functional, unidimensional relationships. You're probably not going to be sharing very openly and candidly with those guys. Totally fine. But in the middle, so in the middle of these two groups, right, the people that you could share almost everything with and the people that you could share a little with, in the middle is a group that I would say is um, ripe for the picking. And what I mean is these, there's a collection of friends that we have written off as they don't get it, they don't understand, they, you know, one time so-and-so tried to talk about it and they didn't get it and da-da-da-da, that you have probably misjudged or misunderstood and if you were willing to actually talk to these people and give them a chance into your personal story and you sharing it your own personal way, they would probably be open 
to further conversations. Now, not everybody in this middle category is going to be at that level, but there's at least a handful of them. And so my challenge to you would be number one, like cut yourself some slack. If you're going through recovery, find the people that you need to hang out with and yeah, maybe make them a priority in this season and don't burn bridges. Don't lose the other friendships as well. Those are going to help you and they're going to benefit you long-term regardless. But the second thing is for some of these friends, maybe you need to reconsider, hey, have I actually evaluated this correctly? Is it true that I can't open up to them or am I wrong about that? Can I open up to them? Is there, maybe maybe this person would be okay. And if if people are coming to mind, which there probably is going to be one or two, even as I'm saying, I'm like, oh yeah, I can think of one or two people that, you know, I haven't really opened up to a ton about some of the, the harder struggles within our lives, uh, my life and my wife's life. But I could, I could at least give it a try. And, you know, the worst case scenario is that you open up and they just don't want to talk about it. And it's really not that different than your situation now where you're not talking about it anyway. Obviously, on an emotional level, there's there could be feelings of rejection and other things that you'd have to work through. But the point here is that you don't you don't have a lot to lose, but you have plenty to gain. And I still think about the first person that I talked to about my porn addiction, gosh, uh, <laughs> 11 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, and being so scared of his criticism and ridicule and losing my, my clout and my credibility with him and just the gracious response and the, hey man, I struggle with that too. And, and the, the relief that came from it and the, the beginning of my journey of recovery all happened because I reached out to somebody who was in this middle category. He wasn't the person that I would say is like the safest person that I know I could trust, but he was just somebody that I thought maybe, maybe I could and it would be okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take a risk, take a leap of faith. And it's paid off really well. That friend stood beside me on my wedding day. He and I still chat all the time. He's gone through some really hard difficulties the last uh, two, three years, and I've had a chance to see him through it. And so you, you just, you never know. But we, we say this all the time. I'm saying it on the podcast a lot lately. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. And so anytime you get an opportunity to build meaningful connection, you will further your recovery journey. Even if those are connections with people who don't really understand recovery itself. So that's everything for today. Thank you guys for listening. And if you are maybe um, needing a little bit more guidance in the recovery journey, you can download a free copy of my book, The Last Relapse, at thelastrelapsebook.com. That's going to give you my process for walking through porn addiction, how to go from the beginning of the journey all the way to the end to a life of lasting freedom so you can restore intimacy in your relationships, you can regain your confidence, and you can just be sure that you have resolved the root issues of porn addiction. So thelastrelapsebook.com, that's going to give you free complimentary access to that blueprint. But in the meantime, guys, I wish you an amazing day. I hope that today uh, today's episode has helped you walk in confidence and integrity. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. 
You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.